The Social Good magazine is designed to inspire others to make a difference in their communities. Created by Kristen Tomasino, this show and magazine showcases the stories of people making a positive impact in their neighborhoods and beyond. Whether it's through volunteering, fundraising, or simply lending a helping hand, these individuals remind us that we can all make a difference. The Social Good magazine is the perfect tool for anyone seeking inspiration to get involved in their community. Hi, I'm your host, Kristen Tomasino from the Social Good Magazine show. On this episode, we're reviewing the World Women Forum 2023 in Paris, France. This event was hosted by Star Icon Conferences. They got together global participants from around the world to share ideas about how we could attain global peace. I was excited to attend not only as a speaker and a keynote, but also as an attendee to learn and listen from all the fantastic speakers that came from all over the world to share ideas about how we can win as a community. So I hope that you'll enjoy this episode and listen to some of the great minds that I've been able to discover while interviewing various social good warriors along the way. Thanks again to Star Icon Conferences for a fantastic event. Hosted just outside of Paris, France, and easily accessible to the Charles de Gaulle Airport, the Zenitude Spa and Hotel was the perfect venue for our conference to share ideas about global peace. There's pain and there's grief, but you need courage to be a leader. And teaching people that is, is, is good. People were like, I want to be in charge. And when the Ukraine war broke out, okay, she called me and said, Kristen, can you come and help me? My father, who's a diplomat, is asking for help because the Russians are coming and killing our people and raping our women. Do you hear me? It's been a year plus. So I worked with them to figure out how to get people out. to make a profit that we forget those people who are really taking care of you know, the organization for us. So again, let them know that they are valuable to you and that you want to help them progress in their careers. Because when I went into the hospitality industry, I didn't really know that I wanted to do that job. I wasn't sure. I was out of high school and I was like, oh, let me go here because where I live, that's our bread and butter right? Hospitality. Um, we are home to the world best beaches. It is a tourist destination. You know, sometimes people have to save an entire year to travel where I live. It is southeast of the Bahamas, Woo! right? And so could you imagine when they get there, they are, we sell sun sentency, right? What I'm experiencing here in Paris with my natural wrap up, we don't have that. <laughs> We have summer all year long. And so when we wait for you to come to visit us, we give you everything. From you land, we give you love, joy, peace, tranquility, because that's what we sell. Okay? So because of that, I serve that in my organization because we are a, a hospitality destination. Generational thing. Maybe something you're not even aware of. So just to make you aware before I start this, is that there will be very controversial slides in this presentation. 
This is not to um, upset you, or to, but it may trigger some woundedness. Um, this presentation is to wake you up. Because it's, as leaders, we are women leaders and our time is now. We, yes, we have multiple roles. Our role... If our mission is empowerment, then we need to lead by example. Exactly. Let me repeat that. Yes. We need to lead by example. Okay? Um, I'm going to go back just for another minute. I'm going to talk about my experience. Years ago, I walked into a room similar to this, and I was very intimidated because it was a professional networking organization, and I did not have a network. <laughs> I didn't know what to do or what to say, but I humbly listened, and I took a chance. And I, I surrounded myself by amazing women. And actually I had a lot of, I actually had male mentors and, and sponsors as well, okay? I surrounded myself by a very strong network of people that lifted me up when I needed the help and elevated me and allowed me to become successful on my career path, okay? Um, and where I am coming from. We look at Eskina anatomy from a very high level perspective, melanin, colorism, impact, skin lightening, health hazards, and self-love and self-admiration, which is my hope for every girl around the world, regardless of the color of your skin. So, so as you look at the skin anatomy, you will see a number of you see three layers. Each layer represents the skin, our body, is meant to take care of itself. Disease in women and breast cancer is leading cause of death from malignant disease of women in the world, including our country. Statistically, one in every eight women will develop breast cancer during her lifetime. The World Health Organization uh, has reported in the year uh, 2020 around 2.3 million diagnoses of breast cancer and 685,000 deaths on the global level. In Serbia, the campaign where I call Chambers of Commerce with another partner and I'm trying to bring in Chambers of Commerce all over the United States to say there are best practices that we need to be coaching and teaching in our communities so that we can change. Because our communities are making us sick in America. Yeah. They are. So, there's things like this that are examples from my case that make a difference in how we look at, you know, what happens. There are other things, though, that I did that were really unique practices that changed the game for me. And this is why I've got to speak out. And I've got to coach and teach people. Because, you know, the doctor isn't, when the day that you go into the doctor's office isn't the day you're cured. The day that you go in and do the work is the day that you start healing. And so you've got to do the work. And when you're doing the work, you know, you've got to look at different things. I mean, for me, I fell down 15 feet of stairs. My spinal cord, I couldn't even sit in a chair for longer than five minutes without feeling shooting pain everywhere, right? 
I'd be jerking around like this at a point, right? Can you imagine trying to be in a meeting and hold it together? You know, and I was a sales leader, right? So I'd negotiate deals and coach people on pitches and how to speak and do all kinds of things, right? <laughs> that changed. So these are just some of the things, but one of the other main ones that really inspired me to stop my career, right? To retire from what I was doing before, to give up all these things that I had earned after working for a very long time, building something to help the economy with an amazing team. Then I went to having to be stabbed with needles every day, every week, excuse me, for 66 weeks straight, into my muscle knots to stop my body from contracting and tremoring. And that really saved my life. Now imagine this, my best friend did the therapy on it. I mean, she owned a physical therapy practice. Can you imagine the pressure coming into and saying, Dr. Tatum, who's one of my best friends, can you please save me? Oh my God. And at this point, you know, we uh, did whatever and it worked. You know, a lot of people feel shooting pain down their hands and other things. And I'd say, doctor, I feel this way. Can you help me? And she'd put the needle in, and it would stop the pain in my hands. But the needle would be up here because the muscle was contracted up here. Right? So there's a connection that we have to look at and a mechanics to our form and an education that needs to happen. So that's why I'm telling this story. The other thing... Um, that I'll challenge y'all to do is just to take those away from my personal story and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about the business side of what I'm doing for a global campaign. But these are your kind of takeaways here. You know, number one, nutrition. Just look at what you're eating every day. Think about how it makes you feel. Notice whether or not you feel a headache or you feel weak or tired or you get visual disturbances. Sometimes people get auditory disturbances. You're hearing, right? These things are happening to us sometimes because of the inputs that you're putting in your body, period. That's why it's happening. You gotta pay attention, right? Be your own data scientist. From an environment side, I mean, look, if you're in a really stressful environment and you've had accident and injury or chronic illness, I mean, I don't know. Your life matters. What are you doing? You have retirement money, or can you, do you get, can you get access to a credit line? Can you take a personal loan out? Think differently, because your life matters. Because once it gets worse, you know, it's going to take a long time. I mean, I, it literally has taken me years to rehabilitate my body, to stand here today to be at the level of fitness that I'm at now. Years. And mental capacity, too, because you cannot be in high levels of pain for that long of time without your brain beginning to start to decline. That's what happens. So those are some of the things. And then I'd ask you guys to think about too, like what do you do at home? You know? Um, what are the things that you're doing that you know help you? Now for me, I had to have home tools. I had muscle spasms every day, knots all over my body. So that meant that the blood flow wasn't going all of the places that it needed to. Well, guess what? Everybody, no matter who you are, needs blood flow. If you don't have blood flow, your cells die and malperform. So I found mechanical tools that could literally help me push the blood flow through my body and release my 
If you don't know who you've been affirmed by, you will not be able to walk it out. Ladies, a lot of times, little girls need to be affirmed by their This causes people to take advantage of you. So we want to ask for help. Help, asking for help and receiving help is not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. It is knowing your strengths, it's knowing your weaknesses, and going out there and doing something about it. We thought, hey, why are we, why are we leading with a punitive um, <laughs> thought process when we should be leading in, in a supportive entity? So we wanted to become more trauma-informed, whatever that meant, we'll talk more about that. Um, philosophically speaking. So we wanted to be more supportive, be lifting people up from their direct service positions, give them opportunity to grow within the organization. And what the brain is doing, behind the scenes, so to speak, not up here in the prefrontal cortex, but back in the unconscious, it's pulling in the data, it's filing, it's deleting, it's sorting, and a little bit of it is floating up to the prefrontal cortex and you're actually kind of noticing that that person, are they wearing pajamas or could they actually put clothes on today? That will cross your consciousness. And so the reason that this is happening is because hundreds of thousands of years ago, when we lost our tail and we stood erect, the most basic part of our brain that developed was back here, our limbic brain. And its function was to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So what this tells us is when we meet somebody for the first time and they meet us, we want to be really mindful of our words. Ah. But we also really want to be even more mindful of our facial expression, our posture. <laughs> do I look engaged or do I look kind of bored? <laughs> How is that person interacting with me? <clears throat> How is that person engaging with me? What is that person saying to me? And do I feel we're life versus life? We're life and life? Or we're not at all life? And again, I can feel very much alike with someone who's been discriminated against, even though I have the bonus of having light skin. There's a lot of discrimination I've never seen myself. I've seen it directly towards others. So that's the basis of our conscious mind. Thousand people, citizens around 50 countries. It's called Global Trends 2023, and it quantified the world divide on many topics, from climate to technology, from inequality to geopolitics, and from localization to systemic well-being. Anyway, all of this is called multiple structural crisis, a polycrisis. If you could move to the next one. The polycrisis, Professor Adam Tooze describes it as a situation where the whole is more dangerous than the sum of the parts. And I think we have to be opening our eyes on this as well and feel a sense of responsibility there because in this polycrisis world it is critical to, um, to to realize on which concern we can act as a person and on which of those we must act as a leader and create rebirth or birth where there is a danger we have dangers everywhere so we have a responsibility to, to make things rebirth and to create something new. As far as I'm concerned, my personal experience and knowledge drives me 
to fight for the birth and rebirth related to mainly three topics, inclusion, technology, and climate, uh, because this is more back, back background, and I believe these are really three topics that are interconnected and governments do a lot, but it's a lot about companies and people to move forward. Now, take technology, data, and AI, which is the core of my Are successful in their tech-enabled transformation and are more profitable than the average of the sector by 19.3%. This is a lot. Okay, but only 22%. And uh, actually, this performance is likely to be sustainable with a human rebirth kind of approach. Now, on the other hand... Anybody knows who that is? <laughs> right. So the Queen Bee Syndrome. Normally, when a, a woman is promoted to a leadership role, and they have this... I came in when someone was talking about the masculine versus feminine energy. And they have this masculine energy Right? Because we've been taught that in order for us to make it as leaders, we need to behave in a certain way, which is similar to our male counterparts. In order for us to be respected and in order for us to be able to succeed as leaders. It's not true. Because the natural femininity of women as leaders brings about things like empathy, right? Balance and understanding because we naturally nurture, we care. And so these things are needed in the leadership space. But when we take on female friendships, whether you're entering into a business partnership, whether you're receiving a calling and saying, yes, I will go and I will serve, step in with both feet. Yes. One foot for openness. In fact, I invite you, if you're willing to stand with me and do this. Heck yeah. It's a powerful, do it. <laughs> a powerful representation to yourself. So you're all in. This, to me, is all in. It's actually inspired by Frozen. Love to watch Frozen. Frozen. Yeah, everybody. Right? One foot in for openness. <laughs> I'm open to the calling. I'm open to the work. I'm a yes. I'm willing to trust. I'm willing to say yes. I'm willing to go. And I'm in my power. I don't apologize for what I'm here to do. I don't apologize for what I was made to be. I don't apologize for what I've been asked to do. I don't apologize for the way that I've been called to do it. I don't apologize for my personality. I don't apologize for my appearance. I don't apologize for my style. Woo! Woo! Yeah. Yes. And I love you. Yeah. Yes. It's not an energy of, therefore, I reject any feedback. I'm open. Yeah. So, will you take a step forward with one foot? Let's begin with the left foot. You're open. Say it if you want. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. I'm open. And with your second foot, your right foot, say, and I own it. Do you feel that? Yeah. You're all in. Yeah. You're all in. With fullness of feminine power. None of this fake power of I'm desperate for you to like me, or I reject you because I'm scared you'll hurt me, and I'm calling myself powerful because of it. I already know I'm powerful. And I own and trust myself in any situation. Therefore, I can do whatever I'm asked to do, whatever I'm called to do, whatever I'm here to do. Let's go, ladies.
they didn't want me? Now, my grandmother, the kind, loving, sweet, genuine woman, I was a disgrace. Little did I know, little did six-year-old me know that different was in fact going to be the best thing that could have ever happened to me. I just said, I only have $300. I did not speak English. So no English, no money, and no connection. Yeah. Mm. Fully understand. <laughs> And I had to learn everything very fast. <clears throat> but I don't want to work at the massage place or Thai restaurant or, you know, work. I have a master's degree in Indian classical dance and, and bachelor's in, in dance. So I'm, I have skills that very, very unique, which is hard to find a full time job in the United States. Mm. I was a the professor um, guest prof uh, teaching at the university at many places in the United States. However, there's no job. I worked at a theater in Thailand before. Before I quit a job and moved here, my, my director said, Nim, when you move to the United States, you're gonna end up working at a grocery store, putting people food in the back. And I looked into her eyes and I said, no, I'm not. <laughs> It's not like working in the grocery store is bad, but it doesn't serve my purpose. I know, I, I know what I'm called to do better. So I have to learn everything very, very fast. I'm the CEO of Google in media. So I'm originally from Thailand, and I live in Phoenix, Arizona. On Monday, I travel to Paris. I got up in the morning, I know everything that I pack in my suitcase. Mm -hmm. I bought a lot of fashion designer clothes. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I have my videographer right here. He's like, personal videographer and follow me everywhere. Nice. Like a celebrity. Mm -hmm. And I planned that I'm gonna sneak out sometime in the afternoon to go to Paris and Aww. get a lot of co picture and content. And guess what I did not know? That last night when I arrived, my suitcase wasn't here. And inspire as much woman, as many women as I can in my life. Because during my experience, I went through the hard path. And as I said, it's not easy to talk about myself. But from another hand, it's making me who I am. And look at me. Yeah. I'm Gil from Virginia. I'm standing in Paris. Yeah. Yes. So, Seriously, my path to begin with, I was left as a small baby, being only half. What you will choose? Love or money? Money. It was a very small uh, experiment and my research. And before I will start to do my speech, uh, why I did that, to understand better uh, my path, why talking about money and flowers. 
I would like to tell the story about myself, what path I went. Because as colleague already mentioned, it's always easy to talk about other, or let's say myself, about client stories. But what about myself? So, mental health and, and addiction and people's coping mechanisms that have been exacerbated during the pandemic, the lockdowns, all that enforced control. Not giving people the right to tune into their own wisdom, their own intuitive knowing, and to make their own choices. Mm. That is a God-given right. Mm. Evidence suggests that chronic psychological stress activates the autonomic nervous system, putting us into survival mode, compromises the immune system, disrupts our heart's rhythm, and leads us to think and act in ways that are fearful, scattered, confused, believing and feeling we are separate from the love, peace, wisdom, and courage that is always accessible within our true self. And many of us are probably been on a stage, an international stage, when I wasn't that disempowered state. Never. And to overcome it. Because wherever you go in this world, you must be bold. You must know that you're worthy. You must know that you're valuable. You are one of God's prized possessions. Come on, come on. That's what he said in his word. You're chosen. And I want you to know that today and for the rest of this conference and for the rest of your life. Don't let anybody ever tell you less than what the word of God says about you. You're special. Yeah. See, I know what rejection feels like from birth. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my story before I get any into my notes, right? For many, many people, I've also heard some people. I think Helen can beat you. The stage is of yours, man. Woo! 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 Woo!
protect it? Do you think there's a tool maybe that exists somewhere? Like if we see a neighbor that we think may, may be in danger, or if we may feel in danger? I think if they start isolating themselves, that's a sign. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's one of the signs. That may not be labeled as violence, may have other ways. Yes, yes. Like what? Emotional, emotional gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. Can you think? Yeah, definitely. Can you think of other sectors maybe where this takes place? Other places? Yeah, because we've talked about home. What these men are doing is horrific. So, this is my friend, Miss Ukraine, in her store in Hollywood. Excuse me, West Hollywood. <laughs> Uh, right. The important <laughs> distinction. Correct. And um, she's asking for help, right? She really is. So I don't let people bully other people, and I hope that you all won't either. And I am the granddaughter of a D-Day, Day 5 veteran machine gunner who fought the Nazis, and that was real too, okay? He was drafted. So I implore you, especially here in Europe, to take action, to think of the ways in which we can stop this war and encourage global peace with the Russians because their people are suffering as well. And, uh, and we need to find a way. And I think that we've got the people here that can do that. And you know, when people come to me and keep telling me that thing, horrific things are happening to their people and I'm meeting you know, Ukrainians coming across the border I have met now men and women who are helping these people. I have been connecting into networks weekly on Facebook groups and finding millions of people who are trying to help these causes. So there are things that we can do and we cannot stand by and we cannot just stand in the streets either and hold a candle and be like, yay, we did it. You didn't do anything. Those people are still over there being raped, being killed, being bombed. I mean, what kind of place launches 100 missiles a day? 100 missiles. That's just one city. You can't turn a blind eye to that and just listen to music anymore. So that's pretty much what I'm asking for, is for y'all to listen to some of these top minds, to think about In Social Good magazine, to listen to the Star Icon Conference listeners, and to know that we can do this. And thank you to Star for creating a venue like this because this is the media that we need. Yes. We need to lift up the voices of all these women and women that are in this room to amplify what you all are doing, to help and coach, you know, get louder for all of us, right? So that we can bring the peace. So thank you all for giving me some time to tell you about some success stories. Please read more in the Social Good Magazine. I've got examples in here, people that have worked with presidents, okay? So in the end, I did my international speech and I made lots of contacts. And so I just, when I think about the opportunity that we have, the real story here is how we get out and we start getting into events again and networking in mass. So thank you for the opportunity to be here in Paris. Wow, what a journey. And I wanna share with you some highlights of some of the new friends that I've made and contacts. 
One of the fun things was going around and seeing the sites. And when you go to a conference, you can make new friends. And so sometimes when you're in a city, even if you go alone, it's awesome because there are other people who went alone or even with others. And you can join up with a group and go and see the sites too. Who's going to want to miss out on the Eiffel Tower? Anyway, we saw it even just for a second and it was amazing. So one of the things that I love about a conference is everybody still has to eat. And so there's lots of mealtime opportunities for you to sit with others, to interact, to learn their story, to figure out, you know, why they're there. And then to see, you know, if there's any ways that you can collaborate and create new opportunities. So make sure to sit down at a mealtime, eat your lunch, eat your breakfast, go to dinners, and make sure that you make the most of your conference experience. There's always going to be an opportunity to go off-site too often, where sometimes people who are in the group want to be able to go out and try a local cuisine off-site of the actual hotel or the resort. So definitely make the opportunity to go. There's lots of ways to split the checks nowadays. Just make sure that before you go, everybody's clear on how that's going to happen. And then pick a, an amazing local restaurant and be a patron and remind yourself that you're in wherever that particular culture is and to respect, you know, what they have going on there and to try new things and to say, you know, hey, what is the favorite dish of the locals here? And, um, you know, is there anything that you would recommend? Um, and then always, of course, be sure to tell people if you have allergies. That's super important. So one of the things that I think is pretty amazing is the ability to interact with people from all over the world. And that means that they're going to have different types of customs and manners and traditions. And so it's always important to bring your best manners, especially at a business event and when you're learning and interacting with others. Um, you want to be able to have the best kind of experience where you could sit and feel comfortable to share about who you are, why you're there, and also to learn about who they are and why they're there. And then to find out, are there opportunities for you to interact in the future where you could create some positive outcomes? So this is just a great opportunity. You know, one of the reasons why I love going to conferences is being able to sit around mealtimes and get to know people. One of the things that I appreciate about going to a French restaurant are there are all these amazing dishes that the chef has specifically created for that week. And it's always based on typically what the produce is that's available at the markets, as well as access to seafood and meats. And one of the things that, especially on a you know rainy, cold day, that's amazing is just having a nice hot soup. And so I got the traditional French onion soup here and boy, did it hit the spot. So one of the things I really appreciate about, you know, going into a uh, restaurant is being able to figure out and try the amazing flavors that the chef has set up in each dish. And um, what I love about Paris is you have just this multitude of just amazing entrepreneurs there that have created fantastic uh, cuisine experiences. And as a tourist, you know, you really come into this whirlwind of flavors and tastes when you come into Paris. And if you can just sit down and think about, you know, wow, um, what could I try that I've never had before or something that I'd like to see how this chef prepares, this is the spot to do it and be ready to be wowed because um, the meals here are just phenomenal. I love to have sweets once in a while and especially as a treat. And I think that, you know, coming to Paris and, you know, attending a conference is a special occasion. So, 
it's always great to try uh, some of the local desserts and what the chefs can whip up for you. Just make sure to save room from the other meals and eat slow if you need to, but enjoy every bite because, wow, this was just amazing. So one of the things that's another just blessing from going out and spending time in a conference setting is the ability for people to interact and meet people from all over the world. You know, while you're waiting for your meal, while you're sitting in between courses, you know, be interesting, be curious, you know, ask people questions about themselves, share about you. And you never know, you might make a new connection that's a new friend, you might make a new business partnership, um, you may one day create something together. The amazing thing is, is that we have this ability to travel, to, you know, connect with one another and to get the messages out that, you know, when we're interacting with one another like this, we can create positive outcomes. So don't be afraid. Take a risk. Sign up for a conference. Go to a show. Share your ideas. Be ready to get out there because the world needs you. People will inspire you. People will listen to your story, but one of the things that you have to be ready for is the transformation that happens once you've received such amazing knowledge and experience. And that's why, you know, when I think about covering these types of events and these types of, um, you know, conferences, it's important for us to start to have this be more on the mainstream media and for us to be sharing these types of experiences, especially with our youth, so that they understand that, look, there are positive, uh, you know, things happening in our communities and there are things and places where you can get involved. So learn more about, uh, you know, the World Women uh, Forum, as well as other conferences around the world and find out ones that interest you and find a way to get in. And even if you're just an attendee to start, that's okay. Be curious, but get involved because it's time to get out of our houses and time to get back into meeting with one another face to face. Thank you to the Star Icon Conferences team for hosting such an amazing event on International Women's Day for 2023 in Paris, France. The World Women's Forum was truly an event that inspired and motivated various individuals globally to unify and take action. And in this day of divide and unrest, it's important for us to unify globally with people of like minds and focused on topics for social good. Thank you for allowing the Social Good Magazine show to cover your fantastic event. And I hope to see you at other events hosted by Star Icon Conferences, bringing to you fantastic speakers and other highlights from this team's fantastic events. The Social Good Magazine show is produced by Tomasino Media LLC and hosted by Kristen Tomasino. The Social Good Magazine show is a beacon of hope for global communities filled with inspiring stories that illuminate pathways to success. By sharing transformational concepts and taking action-oriented steps towards progress, we can collaborate on reducing suffering together and enjoying the journey along the way. So let's use this magazine and show as our roadmap and opportunity to guide each other in discovering victory over adversity.